Hi, I'm Ariella Vaccarino, and I am the creator of Voice Lessons To Go. It's a series of singing lessons on CD, and I'm also author of Vocalize, which is a book of singing lessons put to sheet music. So I'm a trained opera singer, and um, I really enjoy teaching. I've got a regular active blog, voicelessonstogo.com forward slash blog. I've got over 100 posts on there of free singing advice, and I'm real excited because today is my first podcast, and I'm planning on doing many more in the future. So yay, this is the first one. So today I want to talk to you about jobs for singers, and I'm not talking about the typical jobs that we all dream of having on the stage uh, with big checks, but what I'm talking about is what can you do before those big checks start coming in? And even more importantly, how can you be working outside of a regular nine to five day job and still be making money as a singer? Because what's really important for you as a singer is to have time to pursue your craft, practice your voice, go on your auditions, be up late at night doing performances, and you need to have the freedom to do so. And the way to do it is to find other jobs singing, uh, but these are not necessarily your typical jobs. So I've created a list for you of 13 ideas for you to try, and hopefully you take me up on them. I have done most of them over my many years of singing and uh, making money as a singer, and I am proud to say I have never had a day job. And a lot of my friends were working nine to five jobs in offices with their opera degrees or musical theater degrees or pursuing a band or rock career. And I was lucky to say that I was able to sleep in and uh, do my performances and my auditions as well as bring in the same, if not more, money than a lot of my friends did. So um, here's a few ideas of the things that I have done and that I would think are great ideas for you. Number one, Christmas caroling. Don't knock it. This is a great job. It's seasonal, of course. It's fun. You're usually in quartets and you're dressed up like Dickens carolers. I did it for a long time in the Beverly Hills area, so I had a lot of fun because I would get to go to beautiful restaurants and beautiful homes and really get to see the inside of other people's lives that I didn't have at all. But it's fun because you go in as in quartets. All you really have to do is learn one book of music and you'll be assigned your part, you know, uh, tenor, bass, alto, or soprano. And you go in with your other three parts and you sing for the hour, hour and a half, two hours. You take your breaks. Oftentimes you get to eat a lot of good food and they even tip you at the end. So this is a really good, fun job. Um, but again, it's seasonal. You can't do it all year long. And it's also fun because you get to meet a lot of singers. Number two on my list for jobs for singers, uh, a singing waiter or waitress. I've actually done this. I worked at a restaurant years ago called Sarno's. It was an Italian restaurant. I ate better than I've ever eaten in my life. Um, I probably gained about 10 pounds working there, so maybe it's not the best job, but uh, I was an opera singing waitress, so that for me was kind of crazy because they didn't even have busboys, but what I would do is I would wait the table, stand up, sing an aria, come back, clear the table, and just work like a mad woman all night, but it was very fun, and there was a pianist there, and it was kind of a family feeling. We had regulars coming in. They asked for particular arias, and what was great about that is while I was in college, a lot of my friends weren't having any singing opportunities, and I, three or four nights a week, was singing in a restaurant and really getting comfortable with my repertoire and being able to work the kinks out of my performance skills. So that's kind of a fun job. I know there's a restaurant in L.A. called Michelli's that does it. I've heard the Macaroni Grill does it. If I were you, I would just Google um, singing waiter and see what you can come up with. The other idea is that you can actually uh, suggest this to a restaurant 
maybe an Italian restaurant, maybe a classy restaurant like a hotel brunch. If you're a jazz singer and say, how about we do a Sunday brunch sing or an Italian Thursday night uh, opera fest at your uh, Italian restaurant. So lots of times you can feed this idea to restaurants and set a rate and maybe this will help them bring in people and patrons and will help you to get yourself a regular gig. Number three, singing in a hotel, bar, or lounge. I think this is kind of a cool job. It really works well for jazz singers. Um, the one negative about this, and you just have to accept it, is oftentimes you are background music, and that's hard for a lot of singers to be in the background. Um, people will be talking. They're not necessarily there to see you. It's one thing to have a gig in a hotel where they're coming, and you're the headliner, and they're coming to see you, and that's ideal, but there's also the you know p guy who plays the piano, and he sings his jazz standards in the background while people are talking and picking each other up at a bar, but this is fun because you, know, you are a professional, and you are gigging regularly. People are seeing you and you're establishing your expertise in a field. Another thing that I think is great about singing in hotels, bars, and lounges is that you can no longer smoke in these places because in the past, uh, you may not even remember, but in the past years ago, people would smoke like crazy in these places and singers would be in there and it would be really hard on their voices. So you don't have to worry about that anymore, which is great. Number four, weddings and sadly funerals. You can be singing at all of these gigs and uh, various other gigs of rites of passage. I've sung at many weddings, both in the service and in the party. Those are two very different jobs. If I were you, if I was a classical singer and you want to sing in a service, get yourself an Ave Maria, uh, learn uh, the seven blessings if it's a Jewish service. There's like a few like standards that you always sing and then learn some good love songs that fit your voice that are kind of wedding songs. Um, and then a whole nother attack is to go for the wedding party circuit, which is very high paying. Oftentimes, though, you do need to be together with a band, but that's a great, well-paying gig. Uh, sadly, the funerals, but this is uh, true, they oftentimes do use singers. And if you think about it this way, the singers really do help to add comfort to the people who are suffering at that time. And I've sung at many funerals. I have kind of a voice with a lot of pathos, so it, it goes well with sad occasions. So I have sung at many funerals, but I will say that I, I walk out usually feeling uplifted in a way because I know that I have added comfort at a very tough time. So um, it's kind of an interesting, different way to, to go, but most funeral houses are looking for to have a roster of singers on their list that they can go to and they can count on. Uh, for both weddings and funerals, you need to put together some sort of a demo of uh, like two songs, three songs that you would have uh, ready to go at any minute and put these on your website so people can access them, maybe just excerpts so that they're not downloading it and putting it on their films and using your music for free. Number five, amusement parks. Uh, this is a great location for singing opportunities. Whether I grew up by Disneyland, so I saw it firsthand. I was actually Christmas caroling at Disneyland, but if you walk through Disneyland, you can see all kinds of singers. There'll be a rock band that comes up in Tomorrowland. There's going to be like a, a strolling quartet. There will be barbershop quartets. I've seen magical singers there. There's obviously musical theater singers. You can fill the stage. You can do the Aladdin show. You can be singing, uh, waving on a float in one of their parades. So Disneyland is a great way, or any amusement park that has those kind of opportunities. I was actually given a job years ago at Epcot as the opera singing waitress in their Italian land. I didn't take the job. It um, didn't work out for me. But I uh, was offered the job, so the job is out there. And even in Epcot, there's all those different lands there with different cultures behind them. And if if you have an angle um, of a certain type of music, you could be selling yourself to them. 
So it's cool because amusement parks often have new themes and they're seasonal, so they're always looking for different types of musicians. Number six, places of worship, such as a church or synagogue. These are fabulous, especially if you are part of a congregation. This is wonderful because people in a congregation really love to follow and fan people who are part of them. So they want to support you. They're going to tell their friends about you. They're going to show up at your concerts. It's a wonderful way to build a fan base. You can start by doing this by volunteering to sing at a service or at some special holiday. This way people get to hear you, they become comfortable with you, and then you can go as far as suggesting a program for them. Perhaps put together a 30-minute program of musical theater selections written by Jewish composers if you're working at a synagogue, and um, maybe they'll make a whole night out of it, and they'll charge entrance fee, and this will be a way for them to make money and you to make money. You could do a similar thing for Christmas, putting Christmas songs together. Perhaps you could do a program of music by composers who were born-again Christians for your church. Uh, there's different ways to do it and go about doing it. Lots of times that people just want to support their fellow congregants, so keep that in mind. And a lot of people who are sitting in your congregation have a lot of connections, and that's what you always have to remember. You may think that I don't want to stand up and sing for free. Those people out there, you could be sitting and somebody could be the president of BMI. Somebody could be hiring at the restaurant with the job for the singer next door. Somebody could be on a smaller level, become your next voice student. So remember when you're singing and you're doing some volunteer work at first, don't be turned off by that. As long as you can turn that into income eventually, you don't have to volunteer forever. So number seven, Las Vegas casinos. This is huge. It's filled with entertainers and performers and singers and they're working because there's so much work to be had there. If you've been to Vegas, all you have to do is walk through one hotel to the other and you will hear every kind of singer you can imagine and see every kind of performer. There are shows that you could be singing in. You could be a gondolier at the Bellagio singing Italian art songs. You could be doing a musical theater and be singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow in the MGM because they have a whole theme of Wizard of Oz. There's so much to be done there. Most casinos have themes. Most of these themes have some sort of music that's related to them. You could be at Treasure Island singing rock music. You could be at Circus Circus doing kids songs. You could be a French songstress at the Paris singing Edith Piaf music. The one thing about Vegas that is hard on a singer, though, I will have to say, is that it's the driest weather you will ever encounter. So that is a bit tough on your voice, but you do get used to it. And I think there's all kinds of tricks that the singers out there do do to deal with it. The other thing is they pay well out there. So that's a good place to go. I mean, it is a commitment. You are in Vegas. You could be a band that is performing in a casino at night. So you can go from rock music to jazz music to classical to musical theater. So really in Vegas, it has all of it. It's kind of like a theme park on steroids and they have a lot of money there. So you could really get a good paying, long lasting gig in Vegas. So that's something to think about. Number eight is cruise ships. I had a very good friend do this a lot. The way you go about doing cruise ships, uh, you usually have auditions. You can see them in back backstage west or whatever listings you look at and they send you out sometimes six months at a time and you get assigned to a particular cruise line and you're going to be in a show whether you're a headliner or you're in the chorus. It's cool because once you learn the show you do it repeatedly night after night a few times a week however that they do it and then you're doing a lot of traveling socially it's very fun. This is really ideal for young unattached people because you are literally living on the sea. It's not a time for you to have a family and be going back and forth. The one thing about the cruise ship circuit is you could be huge on the cruise ship circuit but then no one on the land will know about you so it's kind of like a head check because I remember I had a friend who did this and she was the lead singer but you know this lasted she was like a star on this cruise ship for I think a year and a half but when she came off nobody knew who she was it was great for building her resume she got tons of experience but it isn't exactly the same type of connections that you might get from doing a show on land per se but singing cruise ships are great for young singers number nine teaching 
this is a route I know very well. I went down this route at a very young age. I started teaching when I was about 21. I actually started when I was about 14, but not particular to voice. I personally went into private vocal training, uh, you know, kind of on a higher level because I was an operatically trained singer and I took courses on vocal pedagogy at USC. And this was something that really interested me and I saw that I was good at it. So I continued on it and it was great for me because it gave me a lot of freedom. I was able to teach by the hour. I was able to charge higher rates and work in more exclusive neighborhoods. So I, I really found a way to make this work for me. And it's something I really enjoyed and I really enjoyed helping people find their inner voice and I you know later in life really made it a huge part of my life as you would see from my CDs voice lessons to go and all, all these things that I do but not everybody has the expertise necessarily to teach private voice lessons but there are things that you can do if you are a lover of music and you have a lot of experience in singing you could be someone who teaches music together uh, they have a curriculum you become a certified teacher and then you're teaching songs and music to little children and I believe their parents and you know, you could be hired by them. You could be hired by Jim Bury and learn their curriculum. Um, there's a lot of different programs that you could learn to become a certified music teacher. You could be doing the choir at your church or your temple. You can run a musical theater class. I did this uh, for many years. I was the musical theater piano person who came in and helped the singers at different schools. There's all kinds of ways to do this. So this is not a nine to five job. You usually go in for a couple hours at a time and it's very flexible and you are doing music and you are experiencing and um, improving your craft, you're learning from the younger singers around you. It's something that is really joyful. You do have to watch your voice when teaching though, especially when you're teaching in large groups. It can be hard on the voice, especially if your kids are a bit rowdy. So that's something that you do have to work on depending on what kind of singing you're doing and how often you're teaching and how often you're singing. That's a balance that you're going to have to make. Number 10, singing on films. If you have the contacts and the wherewithal to do this, please do it. It's going to make you so much money and it's going to give you so much free time because it's a one-time thing. You go in and you record and you're done and then you get paid forever if you're signed up for residuals and you're in a union. I think I'm still being paid for something like Nightmare on Elm Street Part 7 and Vampire Brooklyn. Uh, you know, crazy movies that I went in for one or two day gigs and I'm still getting little checks in the mail. They're called residuals. They're fabulous residuals or something you want to be getting all the time. Um, the one thing about singing in films, it's very hard to get into, hard to break into. There is a union issue that you really want to get into because that's where the real money is. But um, even more important is you need to be a crazy, fabulous sight singer. And when I mean crazy, fabulous, you're literally going to be handed music that's having been written just moments earlier by a composer and then being asked to record it. Not to sing through it and rehearse it, but to record it. You Oftentimes in six-part harmony, sometimes in fake language. I'm not kidding you. I actually had to do a recording um, and it was in uh, the language of the Klingons in Klingon. It was for some video game. So we were sight reading. It was six-part harmony and we were singing in Klingon, whatever language that's supposed to be. So you really have to have a really high skill set for sight reading. But if you do and you have the context for this, this is a really lucrative way to make money as a singer and it's something you want to do and never turn down. Private parties, number 11. You can put together some great themed private parties, but oftentimes you need to come up with the ideas and you need to sell the concepts. And a great way to do this is obviously a website. You could come up with different themed programs. You could have like love songs for Valentine's Day and you could use this for anniversary parties. You can do this for wedding parties. You can do this for Valentine's Day. You could have Christmas carols put together and be doing some sort of a Christmas program. You could be doing that at churches and you can do that at fancy houses that can pay you a lot of money to come to their home and do a beautiful Christmas concert. You can put together Celtic songs for St. Patrick's Day themed concerts and, and start shopping to do those concerts about a month before 
St. Patrick's Day, you can be doing that at bars, you can be doing that at churches, you can be doing that at people's homes that are Irish and excited about that. Why not do a karaoke party? You just have to come up with a karaoke system and some karaoke music. You come in with a microphone and here you are doing karaoke party. You could be doing it at a bar mitzvah. You could be doing it for 13 year old girls. You could be doing it for adults. You give examples, you're the DJ, you help them through the songs, you make them feel comfortable. People get to hear you sing. If these parties are fancy enough, if the right person hears you sing, this could be good for your career. I suggest for the private party, all of these themes would be great to have a website with excerpts of the music that you offer and what you offer, put flyers together. You can take an ad out in a local paper. You can make an announcement at your church. You can tell all your friends, send an email. Um, and then remember, any of these themed concerts that you do, a great way additionally to make money at them in anywhere that you perform that it's appropriate is to have a CD of your own that you have recorded that you can sell as an extra form of income and extra publicity. So per se, you put a Christmas concert together, make sure that you pre-record all these Christmas carolers, make sure that also you have the rights to do that. A lot of them are old enough that you can record them. Put these CDs together. It's real cheap to make recordings now and sell them at your concert, $10, $15 each. Make them available for download on your website. All of this should be constantly evolving you as a performer in a way to make money as a singer and to create tangible products such as CDs and flyers and websites and programs that you can have as a go-to to constantly increase your income and have people hear about you. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, well, you can check out this concert I just did. There's an excerpt of it on my website. Yeah, I do that. It's $250. $50 Saturday nights, you know, I'm available and boom, you're, you're booking a concert. Number 12, hitting the retirement home or hospital circuit. Don't laugh at this one. This one is a great one. What is great about singing in retirement homes, and I have sung in many, is that you are going to feel so good when you walk out of there. This is not only a way for you to practice singing and to make a little bit of money it's also a really good way for you to do a good deed and we could all use a lot of good deeds in our lives given to us and for us to perform for others so it's a great karmic act for you i will warn you though if you are going to do a concert at a retirement home at the most precious moment of your song i guarantee it there will be people speaking loudly about you right in front of you and you need to just keep going on they're just going to talk through it they're probably going to sing along whether it's appropriate or not whether they sing well or they do not but it's going to make you feel good they're going to have tears in their eyes you're going to have tears in their eyes i really recommend singing in retirement homes it's also a great non-pressure way for you to practice performing and singing in front of people practice new repertoire practice putting programs together seeing how your flow of a concert is working and usually you can get 150 dollars 200 dollars 250 i don't know 50 it depends on the retirement home and there's many of them so you can have a circuit and you can be a regular and you can come twice a year four times a year and you can create a relationship with these people and it's going to make you feel good so so this is a really good way to give you a connection to humanity considering the grind and difficulty it is in the singing business. So don't ignore that one. Number 13, schools and other places of education. Remember when you were a kid and you were taken out to assemblies and in front of you would be choirs and singers and different plays would come in and you'd have speakers. Well, you can be that person and schools do have a budget for things like that. Some schools have bigger budgets than other schools. And the only way you can get into these schools is if you put some sort of a program together that would be interesting. Usually it needs to have a certain time limit to fit into an assembly and package it, have a brochure, have a website, contact the head person. Maybe there's a season coming up that you would do something specific to the season. Maybe it would be something educational where you teach about music and different composers. Maybe you're teaching about different styles of music. 
Um, for example, I did one years ago where I did a mini opera that was like 22 minutes long and it was very funny and so this was a great introduction to opera but it was very comical so it was good for young children. Find a way to do it. Find a way to do it cheap so that you don't have too many instrumentalists with you or too many other singers that you have to pay as well. It's great if you get pre-recorded material or just have a pianist who comes along with you to do things or if you can hold a guitar and do something. Have it be educational but have it be fun. I would suggest going to private schools because they may have bigger budgets for things like this. But once you get into one school, then all of a sudden you can say, hey, I did it over there and I did it over there. And you could be doing a whole circuit of schools. You could be coming back again, be like, hey, I have this program and then this program is great. Uh, just before summer, it talks to kids about whatever. And you can start creating some sort of a circuit that you can do. And you can maybe do, let's say I would start with Los Angeles, then I would do Southern California region. Maybe then I would take it up to San Francisco area in the Bay Area. Maybe I would branch out to Nevada and take like a flight and go for three days and hit all kinds of schools and, you know, bring in the income and then not have to work for a couple of weeks. So think about schools and education, what you have to offer them. And if you're animated and interesting, you can come up with a good program. Then you have a good chance of getting into one of these places. So those were 13 of my ideas for jobs for singers. Again, these are outside of your ideal job, such as concert work, um, gigs, stage work, whatever it is you want to do as a singer but this is a way for you to free up your time and be doing your skill and practicing what you do best so that you are prepared for those big gigs when they come along and I'm telling you I have done so many of these things really quick off the top of my head I've Christmas caroled I've cantered in synagogues I've sung at both weddings wedding parties wedding services I've sung in a lot of funerals I've sung at old age homes I've sung in hospitals I was an opera singing waitress in an Italian restaurant I taught private voice for 18 years I created voice lessons to go my series of uh, singing lessons on CD I wrote vocalize a sheet music compilation of vocal exercises for the piano to be sung to I do vocal assessments regularly of other singers. I teach Skype voice lessons. I teach group singing lessons to kids in LA. I sing on films. I contract choirs for films. I've been a musical theater specialist in schools. I song led for years playing guitar at camps around a campfire. And I've sung at lots of themed private parties. And I don't know, I'm sure there have been many more to add to that list. But that's just like a quick list of what I've done. But I will tell you what I haven't done. What I haven't done is worked in an office at a nine to five job pretty much every career I've had has had something to do with music. Any form of income I've had has something to do with my talent of singing and putting it to something that would make me money. Just remember again, no gig is too small. You never know who's going to be sitting out there for future contacts. And working as a singer anywhere is going to establish you in public as an expert. And people like that. When people think that you're a working singer, then they want to hire you. People want to hire people who are working. Plus, you as a singer will be paid regularly to sing, which puts you in the right mindset to continue making money with your voice because some singers don't believe it can happen unless they get that ideal gig. Put it in your mind that this is how I make money. I make money with my voice, but you've got to figure out out of the box how you're going to do that. You need to be your own business person as well as a great singer to survive in this business. And until you get your fancy manager and your fancy agent, you need to act as your own. And this is really hard as a singer, but you can start at a really young age by doing small things and gigging and Christmas caroling. And this gets you in the mindset that you need to be in. I hope it gives you some ideas. Being a working singer is going to take a lot of innovation on your part. So hopefully this will give you just like a glimpse of ideas of what you can do for yourself. I want everybody to sing well, make a lot of money doing what you love, 
get yourself out of your day job and just become like the full musical artist that you can be. And I've had so much fun doing my first podcast. I can't wait to do more. I hope you enjoyed it. Voice Lessons to Go. That's T-O-G-O. VoiceLessons2Go.com is my site. Sign up for my free blog, VoiceLessons2Go.com forward slash blog. I've got CDs, books. I can assess your voice for you, all sorts of things. And I'm really excited to hear back from you. And I want to hear any ideas you may have of jobs that you have as a singer. And I'd be happy to add them to my blog post. This is actually inspired by a blog post I did. If you want to check that out, go to voicelessons2go.com forward slash blog forward slash jobs dash four dash singers. And you'll be able to actually see this actual blog post that has inspired my podcast and check out a lot more while you're on there. So sing well. Thanks so much for listening to this whole thing. I'm Ariella Vaccarino, creator of Voice Lessons To Go.